This is CliffCentral.com. Good afternoon. It is a Thursday, one o'clock, uh, which means it's time for another edition of Between Two Femmes. I'm Mabali Moloy, except this afternoon, it's just me, the one femme. Uh, but I am spending the afternoon with two gentlemen, so it all kind of just balances itself out. Um, as for Sia Karras, my partner in crime is in Cape Town, the jet setter that she is. So you and I are going to be spending the hour together with these two gentlemen, my guests this afternoon. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I was given the opportunity to partake in a social media campaign that was being run by Career ID, the guys from Career ID. And it's all about doing what you love. Uh, different people in different types of professions, just answering some questions about how they got into the profession, what it is that they love about it. Um, and sometimes the road into getting into that profession is not always just a straight road. You know, sometimes people start out in one sphere and then end up doing completely uh, different things. So I am joined by the guys from Career ID this afternoon. I've got Mulifu Mulantwa. Mulifu, good afternoon. Hi, hi. Thank you for being with me this afternoon. And then I've also got Neo Moleko joining, my, uh, joining me. Neo, hello. Hey, hey, what's up? Good to see you again, guys. Good to see you. Good to too. see you too. Yes. Yeah, so I mentioned that the first time that we got to spend some time together was through the Career ID uh, Do What You Love campaign. So that would be a good place to start is with that social media campaign, which is still running, correct? Right. hundred percent. So the idea, where did it start? How did it take off? What, uh, what, what inspired it? Well, the uh, Career ID Do What You Love social media campaign came as part of an awareness campaign for Career ID. Uh, career ID being a career guidance consultancy and dealing with CVs and preparations for uh, various job seekers, uh, we felt as though to get word out about the business, we should uh, launch a social media campaign of some kind, something with an organic feel and a human feel where we tell stories. Um, not just telling stories, but telling stories about careers that are unique to South Africa, careers that are maybe traditional, or maybe viewed as uh, something hard to attain. Um, and from there, now and I had a, had a brainstorming session and we went crazy in the office thinking this could work. This could work. Yeah, definitely. And, um, from there, we just got a few people that we knew within our networks. And since then, it's just sort of gone like wildfire where we've had, uh, different people from all different fields of industries just right. getting in touch with us about the campaign. And we also make our part to actually approach people, which is why we approached you as well, thinking, you know, this is a different dynamic to most of the media people that we've had on the campaign that we featured. So we approached you and uh, luckily you were happy to be on a part of it. No, indeed I was because I do do what I love. Yeah. And this is an important thing now because sometimes you'll talk to people and you'll find out that they're miserable in their job. And so it was important for this campaign to approach the right people. You know, you need to be loving what you do on a daily basis. Was it difficult for you to find people who are excited and passionate and enthusiastic about waking up every morning and well, going into that workspace? Well, look, I mean, may, maybe we're just lucky enough to to be surrounded by people that kind of are pretty happy in, 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 in their careers. But I guess our background as well allows us to interact with quite a lot of people, those that are extremely unhappy and those that are on the other end of the scale. Um, and personally, now in our, in our, in our, in our short, um, very close network, it was easy to kind of, you know, start the process organically. Um, it's, 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 it's important to, to, to tell the stories of those that love what they do because you find that, in fact, there's a large majority, about 70% of people are in their jobs purely for the remuneration aspect. And which, look, 
at the end of the day, you know, we got to get paid. Um, you know, there's cost to life. Um, however, the longevity, the, you know, the return on, uh, on investment on human capital really is higher on somebody that enjoys what they do. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of reasons why people are in jobs that they're not, that they don't like. Um, you know, the career guidance aspect coming from school, going to tertiary and even continuously in their career, sometimes you know, it becomes a bit skewed. They make the wrong decision. Uh, you know, at one point in their career, and um, you know, they find themselves in in uncomfortable uh, roles. However, those that we have interacted with, I mean, pilots, uh, you know, uh, uh, chemical engineers that 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 have turned into investment bankers. Um, yourself, I mean, I think uh, we've had an interesting profile by um, uh, General. I think Yusuf Omar. Um, we've had. Oh yeah, Yusuf. He's he's a journalist. Absolutely. Um, in fact, he is flying back from the U.S. because he got to spend a couple of days yeah. with Trevor Noah yes, and the gang. Yes. You know, yes, he, he hates his job. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> he got to go in and attend the live uh, recording of the first episode, which was great. I also know him from ENCA as well. He's a colleague of mine. Yeah, hundred percent. So I mean, you you covered a broad spectrum of different types of careers. Oh yeah. And we continue to do so. Yeah. Um, the idea as well, you know, the, the human element behind it is that people really just get. The direction of careers at tertiary level, at school, like I've said, and you never really get, you know, the human element into it. You know, the the person behind the career, um, the the process and and the journey that they've travelled to get to where they are. And if you look at the campaign that we've run, which is extremely strong on social media, especially on the likes of your Facebook and Instagram, um, we have uh, you know a range of hierarchy in terms of the individuals that we that we uh, interact with. So these are really from your interns, because mm. interns make a decision at one point in their career to, you know, I'm going to study this. And with a, with great passion at that time, mm. with little experience to the industry practically. And we want to even hone on that passion. You know, why, why, why this career? Um, and somebody who's sitting in Umlazi, somebody who's sitting in Kronstadt, somebody who's sitting in Kailicha, you know, would be able to, you know, just go into the website or go into Facebook and then read a little snippet around somebody's story and why they've made the decision to be in that specific uh, 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 career. There's there's day-to-day aspects of, of, of jobs that we don't get to find out about. All we get are job specs yes. um, and, you know, you just, you kind of given exactly what you need to do every day in the job spec, but you don't really get to know the uh, undesirables about the job for that matter. Mm. Um, you know, what is it that you, what are the biggest misconceptions actually as Mabali sitting there? You know, you, you probably have the most common misconceptions about your role in your career and what you do um, and... People well, uh, sitting out there yeah. don't know. No, they don't. And I mean, one of the biggest misconceptions, which is something that I did share with you during the, the campaign, yeah. is this assumption that, you know, because we can all speak, it's relatively easy to get into broadcasting. Oh. You know, everybody can open their mouths and speak. But, you know, there's this... Um, we are serial offenders. <laughs> we are serial offenders. But it's important what's coming out of your mouth. You know, you have to be informed. You have to be interested in what's happening in the world around you. Um, but let me, let me get back to what it is that you guys do yeah. through Career ID because we find ourselves in a difficult space right now, you know, in terms mm-hmm. of the state of this country, um, Absolutely. and, and, uh, an unemployment ha- uh, rate that is just too high. Dismal. Um, a disappointing, um, rand that's kind of just looking dismal in, in your words mm-hmm. at this moment. Does it make it that more difficult for you guys who are involved in the process of helping people with their CVs and positioning them for different careers? Does the the environment make it that more difficult then for you guys to do your job? 
Well, look, from the one end of, of having that, that access, um, rent to spend on our services, perhaps, because, um, just like everything else, you know, uh, some people earn better than others. Uh, some people are unemployed and they've been un- unemployed for, for a certain, uh, period of time. Um, and they may not be able to afford the services. However, we cover, we believe, a broad range of, of, uh, earning potential in terms of candidates. Now, with the state of the economy at the moment, what we find is that, yes, we always hear reports about positions not being filled, whether it be in corporate or government. We always hear um, the notion of a shortage in skill set. Mm. Having been in the industry of personnel services, of recruitment for the last seven going on to eight years, um, we've noticed that there's sometimes and most, most, most of the time it's a mis, 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 misfit. It is people's applications that don't talk to the roles that are actually available. It's corporates, it's hiring managers, it's it's government officials, whoever that's sitting on the other side of the desk that has the potential or has the opportunity for someone that cannot identify the talent that's out there. And now we've got various roles. People are professionals in media and in engineering and whatever the case may be. It's they're good at what they do. They're good at what they study. They're good at what they do on a day-to-day basis. They're not recruiters. They're not um, uh, a person or recruitment consultants. They're not career consultants, to be specific. What we do is that we amplify. We amplify your resume so that it makes it much easier for either the recruiter. The hiring manager, line manager, your CEO, whoever it may be, that's sitting with the opportunity to identify that in less than thirty seconds. It. We receive up to what, 200 CVs a day mm. on each job spec. I'm telling you now, my buddy. Nobody's going to An HR manager no, yeah. or even administrator has more than just surfing of CVs yeah. to do. Now, the idea is to make sure that as soon as they double click on your application, and in some cases, if there are still people that fax, that they identify exactly what they're looking for immediately. You find that th- there will be people typing CVs, I mean, for goodness, in, in capital letter from A to Z. Mm. Are we shouting? Wh- where did that training come from? Did they say in school, listen, if your CV is in capital from A to Z, they're going to hear it. But you know what I find interesting? Yeah. Mulifi, let me bring you in here. Is nobody actually prepares you to be ready for the workspace until you are then expected to get a job. But nobody has taught you years leading up to that moment how you do it, what your approach should be, what your CV should look like, how you should conduct yourself in an interview. I mean, you basically go through a crash course of that when you are hunting for your first job. Yes, absolutely. And it runs back to our our initial thinking with career seekers and their actual understanding of what it means to go out there and look for a job. Career readiness is a big part of what we do. That is our core function is to make sure you're career ready. And right. while you do have certain courses within your tertiary institution that tell you how to type a CV, how to present yourself in a meeting, finding the job and understanding whether that job is suited towards you. And not just that, not just finding the job, but what happens afterwards. That is something that a lot of people come out of a tertiary institution without knowledge of, like with <laughs> yeah. barely understanding. They yeah. come out and they're like, okay, cool. Got my, my bachelor's in marketing. What's the first role? And then they get a bit ambitious. They do a little bit of homework. They Google this. They Google that. And they say, okay, cool. Marketing manager sounds good. But they don't understand what it means for them to go from one level to the next. Mm -hmm. What type of skills do they acquire? Not just from their tertiary education, but from their working experience. And, you know, the, the constant conversation is 
people want work experience. I'm trying to get the work experience by applying for the job, and they want work experience on top of that. So how do they get the work experience? They need to look back at what they did while they were in tertiary, if there was an internship that they participated in. Were there practical hours that had to be uh, sort of accumulated through their studies? That counts to work experience. They just don't emphasize that in their CVs. So we take them through that consultation process and help yeah. them understand the value of what they studied, what they were doing there, and what it means to the HR manager at another company or the hiring manager that looks at your CV, what that means and how it's supposed to be presented. Taking it a bit further, um, you've got the job. Um, career guidance doesn't end at your first job. Career guidance is, is almost every step of the way. And I'll, I'll tell you, I mean, we have um, uh, people that are on the brink of retirement that consult with us and want to find out, look, I'm not necessarily looking to stay home, but I need my CV to actually say that I'm open for, for, for consultations. I'm open for short contracts. And that's where we, we always hear the conversation of, right. um, you know, that brains trust, um, experienced individuals um, being there, being available to pass on the skill set to the younger uh, uh, career career uh, uh, seekers. Um, so career career guidance is that we would say on average five to seven years in your career span, and you can shorten it up as well. Um, something that Mulifi uh, mentioned, um, when candidates go into their first roles, yes, they should amplify a bit of the work that they do during their courses. Awesome. Um, now, Knowing how to type it in English or whatever language and you present it on your CV is not necessarily the, is not necessarily the, the, the issue here. It's about elaboration. Sometimes you find that people actually, you know, type this duplication. You find that people may not elaborate enough. Um, and let's face it. A lot of people don't have you have at the time. I mean, you've got your LinkedIn profiles. Yeah, but you know what? It's it's also very difficult trying to stay ahead with what is required because you know you'll have people telling you that your CV shouldn't be longer than two pages because then it's too long and nobody That's who's true. looking through your CV has time to go through all of that, mm. that which that then s- puts panic in you because you're thinking, ah, oh, but I really want to elaborate elaborate over five paragraphs, but I can't because you know I have this limited space to work with. Mm. And that's exactly why. That is exactly why you come to us and look it's it's it's, it's as simple as you've been working for the last 15 years 15 to 20 years your cv is not going to be two pages i mean come on mm. it's not going to be two pages but does you is your cv clear uh, uh, you know is it uh, do we not have uh you know no it's, it's most simple uh, issues would be gram- grammatical errors True. do we not have duplication cvs that ha- of people that have worked for 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 very long uh, may not necessarily be two cv uh, two pages could be Five, seven pages. It's all about the clarity of what you're saying on your application. Does it speak to the industry? Does it speak to maybe a specific job spec that you're applying for? You may want to change an industry. You could be in this industry looking to get into another one, and you just don't know how to get into that environment. Now, change, they say, is the one constant in our lives. And, you know, if you look at the job market of today, it looks a hell of a lot different than the job market from, say, 15, 20 Very years ago. True. You know, now Very you've got true. jobs that didn't exist maybe 10, 15 years ago. So then for you guys, does that then put extra pressure on you? You constantly having to go back to the drawing board to make sure that you are equipped in helping the next person who is seeking to position themselves as somebody who can do the job that didn't exist 15 years ago. Absolutely. A, a large core of our human resources um, has a, a, a lengthy experience in recruitment. Uh, 
and you know they interact with clients um, that you know looking for specific uh, candidates, specific skill sets, and that allows us actually when we have our meetings to sit down and discuss new roles that come up mm. every single day. Mm. That gives us that uh, technical strength to 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 assess people's CVs and 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 sp- really just really stay ahead of 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 our competitors. Absolutely, and another thing is. From a flip side of this entire thing is there's the career seekers and then there's the people actually trying to get people to work for their companies. We're starting to see a trend called career branding. Well, not career branding, more so employer branding. Okay, let us in on this trend. Now, with this trend, it's now become obvious that skills are scarce or maybe that's a misconception. But however, big companies want the right people working for their companies. They're trying to source these people and sometimes headhunting through a particular career platform or a portal doesn't necessarily get you the person that you want because there's various factors like work experience, the exposure that they've had to a particular type of media or particular skill set. But not only that, it also comes down to what is the culture fit within that company and will this person be happy working within my, my company? So brands now have to market themselves not only based on the products or services that they may offer, but then they also have to get into the company that they have and the, what it's like to work there. Culture, so employer yeah. branding is about selling the the company as a preferred place to work, not just the preferred product or service. So employer branding is another thing that recruiters are starting to see because they're just not getting the skills and talent that they want. There's talent marketing, which is the career uh, seeker side, and then there's employer uh, marketing, which is the recruiter side within a, a company. Um, guys, everybody has a story, or at least I think so. Uh, and you know, we, we are sitting here talking about careers and that kind of thing. And so, I mean, how long have you guys been doing this? Because I, what I want to find out from you is where you started and whether this was the, the initial end goal for you, or maybe there's an entirely different end goal altogether. Yeah. I mean, we, we talk about, um, <laughs> those, those changes in, 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 in career. Uh, in your career, um, it's it's been it's going on to eight years now. Yeah. Um, in personnel recruitment, career consulting, um, and at each step, you know, we've introduced either new services or just um, rebranded our business. But you know, the career consulting is the, is the most recent service, which has caught fire. Um, and originally, I mean, uh, you know, I'm, I'm your Sowetan boy, um, you know, uh, matriculated at CARES um, and, uh, you know, raised by, by my grandmother. She, I'd like to think she did an awesome job. <laughs> and, no, she did. She did. <laughs> oh, oh, thank you, my buddy. Um, and, um, you know, I went to the services industry uh, in call center. Mm. Now, this is excluding the seven years in recruitment and then personnel services. And, you know, I experienced one of the worst environments, which was just really a boring en- environment. I went into a financial uh, sector business, which was also in call center. I started my own business. But my the business itself was registered right after I matriculated, right? So so the idea, um, knowing uh, that I wanted to be in business was just really natural. It was from high school, really. Mm. I couldn't register a business at 16. Standard eight, I want, I went through, uh, it was C pro still at that time, and I, buddy, you're a minor, mm. you can't do that. And immediately after matric, we registered the business. Now, got a stint in customer care, understood what customers need, the core principles of satisfying the client, um, and, and left that environment, got into recruitment. Um, recruitment was, uh, you know, it was really uh, thrown into the deep end. I worked for an agency, 
was in uh, in call center recruitment, went on to another one which was in financial services and accounting, and uh, got headhunted by a client to do business development at the airport. When that unfortunately ended at the beginning of the recession in 2008, I remembered, look, I had a, a business registered in 2003, wasn't active, Really just uh, started that business um, in 2008, took my recruitment experience, the business development exposure, and put those career ex- ex- experience, the career, uh, you know, the two different uh, career experience that I had together to start the business. Pretty tough in the beginning, as most businesses are. Seven, as, as all of them are. As all of I them mean, are. You I mean, you know. Everybody has this idea that it's going to be like in the movies oh. uh, when when Mark Zuckerberg oh, made it. Don't you love that yeah. movie? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But let's let's face it: being an entrepreneur <laughs> is probably one of the most difficult things in the world, and it is tough in the beginning for for for, for all of us. Absolutely, I think a big part of being an entrepreneur is understanding whether it's within you or not. Like the amount of discipline, the amount of the way you have to think and perceive things is a core like a core property of being an entrepreneur. It's not something you can read, watch a movie. And then suddenly understand and then take on. It's not a position. It's not a role. It's mm. 100% a way of life. It's a way of thinking. It's a way of behaving. And so how did it start for you then, Mulifi? I mean, did, did you know from day one that you, you ultimately wanted to end up being your own boss, working for yourself? I think I've always wanted to be my own boss, but more so from a creative point of view. I think uh, one problem that I've always had and now will... We'll, 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 uh, jump up for joy when he hears this because he's been trying to tell me this for for ages. That I have ideas for days. I can I, like I can think of everything every five minutes, and I'm like, it would be cool if we did this. It would be cool if we did that. But getting down to formalizing it, providing structure, providing the proper planning towards it is something that never really sat within me, and it's something that I'm learning from with now right now. Um, my story more so, um, in high school, I worked in promotions. Um, I've always had a, I come from a, a background of marketers, mm. my mother in advertising, my father in publishing, but as a marketing director. And, uh, with that, I felt as though it was necessary or not necessary. It was part of my being to be a marketer. So, um, I started out in promotions in high school, normal holiday job or weekend, um, working within the retail space and dealing with customers a lot. And that's where I began to understand how customers love to be engaged, how they actually uh, respond to certain buzzwords, how they respond to certain products and see the value in it, how they actually start to perceive that. And that we love to complain when we feel like the service is not good <laughs> Tell enough. Tell me that's, about that's the, that's the best part of being a customer. It's like, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. So yeah, I, yeah, with that experience, um, I then decided to take on marketing after high school. Uh, studied. I didn't complete it. Um, situations didn't allow. Um, but more than that, I think there was a calling within me that felt as though studying marketing in today's context, and this is around 2010, doesn't necessarily, not to say I don't want to discredit credit any institution that offers marketing as a qualification, but like there was a change happening that I was seeing and no one else was or no one that I knew was seeing um, within digital media and how that actually started to affect the way people communicate with brands. Um, I did extensive reading. I mean, there w- not a moment would go by that I wasn't thinking about social media, not just from a point of engaging with people, but from a point of branding and how this actually works for a business. Um, and I think the marriage of, of our skill sets really just came together very well. Yeah. Well, then when did the two paths cross then? I mean, well, look, we've, we've actually known each two... other for, we've known each other for some time <laughs> okay. now. And, yeah. and we decided this year, I said, look, Mulifi, come on, eh? Yeah. Please. 
And um, I think it's the best thing that we've probably done for the brand Career ID. Absolutely. Um, especially with you know how it's caught with with uh, our our customers and how how some of um, I would say maybe not necessarily competitors but those that complement us in the industry like the recruiters mm. themselves and the HR personnel how they've actually taken a liking to it. Mm. Um, so I think yeah you know understanding the two different skill sets and how they can actually come together and 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 uh, provide a formidable product was was just. Yeah, very perfect. true, very true. And how much longer would you two like to still work together? And what, like, what kind of plans do you have to to grow the business even bigger? <laughs> Global. <laughs> well, look, yeah. yeah, you you take that one. Oh, so kind. Look, um, <laughs> for as long as it's profitable, yeah. absolutely. We're yeah. in business, yes, you know, yes. we're in business. But um, the plans that we do have are really uh, um, grand. Uh, grand, and we've had traction in 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 in, in the rest of Africa, uh, especially around the French-speaking countries. We've seen uh, some eyeballs uh, move around in, in in the Hispanic areas in South America, South America which yeah. is so exciting That's fantastic. for us. Fantastic! I yeah. mean, you're going to go global. Absolutely. Gonna... Uh, look, the principles stay the same. Mm. Across the globe, the principles of how to present yourself, how to to ignite and stimulate that interest in your brand professionally, stay the same. And and it, and it, in most industries, it starts with your CV. Not every industry, but in most, mm-hmm. a large majority thereof. And we can see other people in other regions really appreciate uh, what we do, especially with our campaigns yeah. and and some of the CVs that we've converted from English into Spanish, English into French, and um, one or two into was that. Polish, yeah. A core thing that we start to, to to basically understand is that not a lot of people give thought into the way they're perceived in a professional context. Like social media is something we think of in terms of engaging with our friends, but not a lot of people think of it. You know, they in keep they, our careers. They keep warning us not to put up the pictures from last night's <laughs> drunken episode. Well, if you have strong, on, strong, on your, strong opinions on your that. Facebook page, because that could come back to bite you in the butt when oh. you're trying to. To convince somebody that, you know, you're a serious, credible individual. I think, yeah, I think that's down to the human being that you are and how you present yourself. Because where that's a case is where you've presented yourself as someone who doesn't drink. Where you present yourself as holier than thou. And then you'll have a crazy weekend and a bender. And the way you're perceived sort of promotes a distrust in who you are and what you say you are. If you're that type of person... Be an extrovert. Mm-hmm. And I, be that. Yeah. And I think as well, it's just in context of, of your career. Really. Absolutely. Um, you know, people, people are in uh, careers that allow them to actually drink and post parties and post the craziness. And, sure, and events, if, if it's in line with it, you know, it's that, understandable. That kind of thing, yeah. um, however, we also, as Malif has just touched on, I mean, really, don't misrepresent yourself because it'll, uh, more often than not, you're going to slip up and somebody's going to pick up on that. Um, it's just really... Being strategic around uh, what you want to send out, and I mean, if you're on Facebook, the yeah. most common one, it's not it's not really uh, profiled as a professional social. Uh, um, yeah, the context uh, of Facebook is more personal, not, exactly. Um, with LinkedIn, it's professional. 100%. There's a clear difference between the two platforms. But now, Malifi, you being so passionate about the digital space and yeah. that kind of thing, I mean, how much of a role really does the whole social media? You, you know your presence across mm. social media platforms. How much of that actually does factor into the equation when you are trying to to get into a serious career? You're trying to position yourself as a serious speaks, and professional person. I think it speaks more about how much you're willing to let people in about your particular career. No one talks about the interesting side of their jobs on their on their actual LinkedIn profile or on their Twitter accounts. They don't talk about the special work that they may or may not be doing, the type of projects that they want to take on. I mean. 
this is a platform dedicated to people within your field that want to actually see what you're up to and insights that you have to share. But we don't necessarily, uh, Mabali, I must ask, when was the last time you looked at your LinkedIn? <gasps> you know, I keep, dun, dun, dun. no, dun, dun, um, yeah, you see, <laughs> you see I am very bad. I am very bad with my LinkedIn. And then I keep getting these updates of, you know, it's so-and-so's one year anniversary or but this and that. Mabali, who has the time? <laughs> who has the time? LinkedIn is one of the only social platforms that lets you see who looked at your profile. And then that makes it, Draws you into exactly the type of eyeballs that you're attracting as a person, as a professional. And that's where the vacuum that, that, that's created by people not having the time. That's exactly where we slot in. Yeah. LinkedIn Play- profiles, your CVs, um, uh, and, and to an, to an extent, all dependent on, 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 on your choice. You know, we do obviously run onto Instagram and, uh, um, look, Facebook, we really allow for you to manage yourself. We just manage our business's brand page, but, that's where we operate. Mm. We assist you. People, my goodness, LinkedIn accounts are outdated, most of them. But that's exactly what we sort out for you. Okay, I want to talk about the kind of changes that you've seen over the eight years of being in the industry mm-hmm. and then how we are meant to adapt to those changes and keep up with, with the game and you know make sure that we've got everything ticked off. We'll start with the fact that eight years ago I was still in high school. <laughs> <laughs> yes, what, you were. What okay. to him? <laughs> the old guy. All right, so then, so, so then now we'll take this one. Look, look um, when I started recruitment, which 2005, if I'm not mistaken, Yo. we still had people fax. <laughs> We ah, still had people fax the their fax CVs. Machine. And that's not, I mean, if you, sometimes I'm like, geez, like, you know, that was just now, but it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Um, <laughs> and, 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 and the change there is that we hardly have anybody fax their CVs. We do get a trickle once or twice. Uh-huh. And even in the faxes, I mean, faxes, the CV was pretty summarized and, you know, you'd have the job title and you'd have maybe one or two duties. And we all know mm. you don't wake up and sit in traffic or take a taxi or a train to go do two things repetitive the whole no there's some there's there's a bit of administration behind it who do you report to mm. what department do you follow what industry is the business that you're in because you could be working for jj van Rensburg, but i don't know what jj van Rensburg does industry is important so what has happened is that the and you know with more people becoming educated getting their tertiary qualifications and you know and and, and in some cases uh, the industry booming and people being employed and then you get people retrenched with the Higher base of employable people, maybe not to the extent that we'd like it to be, but with a higher base, you have people competing for, uh, you know, a certain number of jobs. Now, what that has done is people have now either over elaborated on their CVs and trying to catch that jump, or you have people that are still on cruise control and not even saying much on their application. So with digital coming into play and us receiving now not 200 faxes because it, it used to be about what maybe 50 faxes <laughs> but 200 emails daily people have had to adapt and make their cvs clinical fresh easy to read easy on the eye if i'm gonna open a cv and it's shouting at me i will tag it i'll come back to it but by the time i get to cv 89 i want to i want to take a call from celeste she's on the line celeste can you hear me hi yes i'm here yeah go ahead I just wanted to say that there's, there's quite a few things that you guys have mentioned this morning or well, this afternoon with regards to work readiness, um, the information you put out on your CV, the information that you put out on your 
Facebook and your LinkedIn profile and that kind of thing. Um, hmm. the, the trouble that I'm experiencing is that um, having recently decided that I'm tired of the corporate world, I'm tired of working for somebody else, right. I want to now do things for myself and I've got quite a few ideas. Right. It is a closed system out there um, where you still development particularly um, for the Eastern Cape, in the Eastern Cape area. Hmm. I'm based in Scandon. And I wanted to know what advice there is for, um, you know, the guys have got for me from, you know, particularly with uh, um, school development. Okay. Just if if I, you know, because the last part of your question, I didn't hear clearly, but if I'm understanding correctly, you, you'd like to get advice on the transition from, uh, you know, being employed and being in the corporate environment and perhaps working for yourself. Yes. Okay. Because I am already working for myself. And okay. what you've been saying with regards to, um, you know, people out there um, with these CVs and not really being worked really always, but I've, I've experienced that firsthand with right. um, the mm. people that have come to me for training or whether I've been a facilitator or I've been a program manager or whatever the case might be. So there's a different gap. The problem in terms of skills development, work readiness, yes. CV, um, you know, um, presenting yourself yes. in order to become... Um, employable, right. or even to think about um, doing your own thing as, as far as business is concerned. My issue is that these are, the, 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 it seems to be that within um, the Eastern Cape in particular, okay. even though we have this huge mass of people that we are talking to or that we need to um, capacitate and bring up, right. there isn't a system that facilitates or makes it possible for people like myself to go into and say, listen, this is what is wrong with the system and this is how we can help you fix it. What advice would you then give me in terms of skills development training um, and who to approach for uh, to, to get to get the job done, as it were. Okay, so I mean, you you want to provide that service where you know you can kind of plug in the, the gaps of people that you know that that aren't um, ready, so to speak, on uh, especially evaluating from their CVs, right? Okay. Yes. Well, look. Um, <laughs> I know that it's probably, uh, you know, something that you maybe loathe. I don't know, but uh, they, I know that there's there's government programs that, that that are set out there that assist people in terms of um, gaining a bit of knowledge around how to, you know, present themselves and yes, work readiness. But I see that you obviously uh, making it area specific in terms of the Eastern Cape. Look on on our side. And, and I hope this does attend to the shortfall that, that you realizing that, yeah. you know, that you want to provide. On our side, we, our, our services do facilitate for people in different areas where we, we, we take candidates or we take tertiary students, um, and engage with them online as well as telephonically. Um, obviously having evaluated the, the applications, uh, seeing exactly which line of industry they've, they've chosen and, you know, going through the whole nitty gritty process of, you know, an interview. And, and we, we really, if we cannot get them into the province, if we're not in that province at the time, um, we go through a lengthy telephonic interview and try and understand exactly what it is, not just from an industry point, but the type of role that they need to get into. And, um, you know, give them strategic ways onto in attracting the corporates or even government uh, um, departments that would actually have a look at their their CVs. And that's you know, there's many ways to do that. Um, I wouldn't want to go into the specifics per se. Um, however, it, one of them would be yes, um, scrubbing and cleaning, so to sp- so to speak, of their CVs, and then going into if they have had any, say, for instance, voluntary work. 
obviously everything has to be in line with what you're looking to do. There's no use of volunteering, you know, say, for instance, at a church or an accounting firm if you're studying marketing and you don't really, you know, have anything to do with, with uh, um, the accounting side. But it's all about analyzing specifically where they want to get into. And we provide, we actually provide the step to step guidance in getting that opportunity because it's very difficult, especially when you're coming without experience. You need to be very strategic in the voluntary work that you do. Absolutely. Does that help in any way, Celeste? It does. What I would like to know, though, is um, unfortunately I was on a Skype call earlier, so I might, I might just miss the details. Is yeah. possible they can get some like online website or telephone number contact or email contact? Because I do believe that there's something that I need Absolutely. to clarify with you and that we can let's do that I, I, yeah, I'm sure. very interested let's, in let's, let's give her your, your web details and thanks for your call Celeste thank, thank you Celeste you. okay sure yeah let's let's give out your web details because I, yeah um, there might be some people who'd like to get in touch with you guys at, at a later stage and just Definitely. find out more and see how they can get in touch with you and contact you so let's do that career ID as simple as that, exactly how you spell career is ID um, our office line is 011 0300 and you can ask for myself or Mulefi or Jabu or Dudu or Sunny. There's a team there that's ready to take your call. Guys, um, I do want us to chat um, after this about um, getting back into a job market that is completely foreign to you. <laughs> you were happily working, doing the same thing for 30 years oh, and now yeah. all of a sudden you find yourself stranded and you don't recognize the space that you're in. So we'll talk about that next. Uh, stay with us on cliffcentral.com. Awesome. Our clients are the lifeblood of our business, and keeping their data safe is critical. I'm worried that client data in the wrong hands could cost us. With MTN Business Cloud powered by Microsoft Technology, your data is secured in world-class data centers based in South Africa. It's always available, backed up, and complies with South African laws, ensuring that you and your clients are always protected. With a footprint covering 23 countries, isn't it time you found out about a cloud solution built to build African businesses? Welcome to the new world of business. CliffCentral.com, another edition of Between Two Films. I've spent a greater part of the last hour with uh, Neo Moleko and Mulifu Mulandra, who are with Career ID. Um, we've just been talking about um, recruitments and, you know, how they can help you in terms of positioning yourself for a career, uh, the do's and don'ts of uh, preparing your CV, the do's and don'ts of, you know, prepping for an interview and going into an interview kind of environment. But I mentioned earlier, guys, that, you know, there is also this fear where you have been doing a specific um, line of work for decades. And then all of a sudden you find yourself in a space where you need to find other work. And now the career um, space is completely different. So, I mean, how do you then guys deal with maybe an older kind of client who needs, you know, a bit of help just readjusting into the changes that have taken place over the years in terms of how... Um, People get into into careers. Just be uh, before you add, uh, Malifi. Part of what um, you, you know, you're asking now stems, or rather, can relates to what I just mentioned earlier um, around being career ready. Yes, but the fact that you don't rely on you know I've got a job. I'm a marketing manager. I'm a communications or PR, whatever the case. You know I'm sorted. Always be career ready. Mm. Always. When you enter the working environment, five years from then, ten years from then, with 
the world that we're living in today, technology changes at such a fast pace. And technology is not just IT. It's not, you know, IT roles. It's not your design uh, positions. It's, 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 a pr- it's production. It's manufacturing. Um, it's, it's, it's even in, ph- I mean, pharmaceutical probably inherits both, um, the areas that I've just uh, mentioned. And you need to be career ready for any Drastic changes, those being perhaps retrenchments, um, you know, and obviously cutting down, which is retrenchments. Um, so how do you stay career ready? Do you make sure that your CV is updated? Do you make sure that you... That's the first step. Okay. That's that's the first step. And in fact, your CVs for us is your second impression. Okay. I think for from my end, I think it's about having a, a perspective on your actual working environment because a lot of people just sort of get into a job and focus on everything internal within the business they work for. But... Having some insights on your actual environmental industry, industry trends, what's happening in terms of the way one particular form of work is influenced in a digital context, like accounting. You've had different uh, software initiatives that have come and changed the way it works. Um, engineering alike. Media is a big part of this. I mean, a lot of people didn't see things like Cliff Central coming into South Africa. They mm-hmm. sort of viewed that as I don't think that's going to be a thing in South Africa and ruled it out altogether. But having foresight will never kill you. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and within that foresight, you know, if, if you've just got a diploma, um, we, you know, I, I won't say that it's just education that'll get you into the system, but if you've got a diploma, try and see if you can push it to a, to a BTEC, if you can push it to a degree, if you can do a postgrad qualification that complements what you're currently doing. Staying abreast of the latest technology and what's happening in the industry, threats, uh, you know, opportunities. Yes, that's fine. Uh, but as well, what, 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 uh, qualifications do you have that perhaps allows you to be ready for that boom? Um, and that's how you should use, you know, the, the, the career readiness. Do consult. There are people that are, there are consultants that are extremely good at what they do. Mm. Consult. Check your CV periodically. We we want it to get to a point where people actually, the very same way that you make New Year's resolutions, have a look at your CV. I know that people don't have the time, but it's so funny how much time we've got for sitcoms and everything else yeah. and in between. It's about prioritizing. Uh, that's it. That's it. And, you know, your career really is just, you know, it's just that, it's that professional insurance. Your CV is that professional insurance. Have a look at it every year and see exactly are you in line with what you've wanted to do. And if not, what's the next step? If you don't know, consult. There is the risk of, well, not the risk, but there is a reality of the fact of the matter is that there is a separation between the haves and the have-nots. You know, those who are able to access your services are automatically better off than, you know, the the rest who get left behind and who who maybe can't afford your, your services. I mean, this this is a problem for us generally as South Africans for That's the whole true. country going forward. But I'm wondering if there is anything that can be done to try and bridge that gap where somebody doesn't have access to, you know, you, for example. Innovation around, around our service is constant. It's daily. And having said that, you know, a couple, I think I'd say about a month or two ago, we, we were sitting with the ladies in the office and myself, Mulifi, and we were talking and we've actually put together a product that we want to take, um, to say, say government, mm-hmm. um, and for them to be able to roll out, um, a service that can reach those that actually haven't even earned in years, mm. not just 
two months out of a job or my temp just ended last week uh, so that we can cover as wide possible of uh, professionals as we can. And this is not just your, your, your office jobs. I mean, people are skilled in the most unique environments in construction, in mining. Mm. And, you know, you find that most of the, the, the income really depletes by what, maybe the second week. And they don't have that money to invest in, 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 in uh, you know, their career positioning. So there is a product that we are going to announce in the next uh, couple of weeks that um, we hope that, you know, we'll have uh, some uh, public-private partnership that we can roll out to more uh, professionals that would appreciate the service. Yeah, Those right. that and just recharge don't to, to a bigger mess, yeah, to a, a bigger audience. We're that, currently restructuring the website to actually detail how we actually offer our services across a range of, of prices with ranges of specifications as to how we supplement your career. So with our CV optimization, there may be LinkedIn optimization, LinkedIn integration. There may be uh, profiling, like what we do with our social media campaign, but also aligning your personal and professional brand. So basically looking at your social media profile, seeing what you're talking about and highlighting the places where you should be talking, the communities where you should be engaging, the hashtags you could use on Twitter to just get a bit more limelight on yourself. So that's uh, something we spoke about now and I, and we felt this would be a valuable contribution towards the whole bridging of the gap because people say i sit in one particular field i just don't know how to get the exposure out about myself not to somewhat make themselves a celebrity yeah but more so to actually get conversations starting with other people within their field exchange ideas actually i had a very interesting uh conversation with one particular uh very unique career that we're going to be featuring soon with on our, on our social media page it's um stefan rogowski uh, yeah, he yeah. is a chartered alternative investments analyst. <laughs> that is a mouthful. I know, I know. And I know. his career story just blows my mind. I really want everybody to check it out as soon as it goes up on our page. But um, he was talking to me about how his career and his company uh, came into being. And strangest thing, he was studying to become a chartered investment alternative in, uh yeah, that's that, yeah, that, right. that, you know, that big thing. <laughs> and it's, and it's a skill, it, and it's a, it's a qualification that not a lot of people in Europe, not just his country, his original from country, Brussels. from Brussels, yeah. actually attain. It's, it's a, it's a qualification not a lot of people attain. I mean, it sounds very specialized. Exactly. And someone got in touch with him via LinkedIn. They studied together, they passed, and then created their own company, which is now a huge, huge asset management company. So, um, that kind of thing, understanding the importance of the network and the context you're communicating on in social media is far too undervalued. People don't realize the resources available to them at their phone. You know, I did come across um, a hashtag which I see has now gained some ground mm. where whenever somebody is um, advertising a job position, they kind of tweet that and then they attach the hashtag and then there's sort of this concerted effort within the social media community to retweet that, retweet that as many times as possible. Right. And that is a way of just, you know, making sure that um, whoever is looking to apply to anything can, you know, stands a chance of seeing that on social media. Absolutely. Everybody tells me that they don't have jobs or they're not jobs available. And I'm saying, have you checked on Twitter? Have you just gone to search.twitter? Hashtag plumbing. Hmm. It won't just bring up people that are offering plumbing services, but also the people looking for plumbers, people that are, you then begin to understand the scale at which your skill is in demand. You then, if you small have a small business, you understand exactly the markets you can cater to. I mean, social media provides so many resource, uh, revenue, uh, what's this resource 
resources for you to actually get the data and understand the environment you're playing within. As a career seeker, you can understand exactly where you could lie as a, as a job seeker, where you could invest your time and attention towards. <laughs> no, last words from you. Look, um, just so that we could maybe increase the footprint, um, we are, we are in, uh, you know, we work with a very strong organization that actually allows for, you know, people that may not have the exposure and even professionals as well to either get to know about our services or even engage in our services. Um, this organization, it's a nonprofit organization, uh, called YBSA. I think you may be aware of uh, YBSA. In fact, um, isn't that where yeah, we met? That's it. That's it. That's where we met. Yes. Um, so, so, <laughs> that's you know, exactly where we met. Correct. When you do want to, you know, getting to know a bit more about our services or having access to our services, platforms like that as well really do provide, um, you know, a good, uh, uh, opportunity to come in, uh, you know, Talk with us, and uh, you know we we always open to having that discussion and seeing how we can assist assist you uh, in your career. Yeah, yeah. Um, that stands for Young Business for South Africa YBSA, 100%. and um, every now and again, you know, they they host these events where um, young entrepreneurs can get together and um, share Absolutely. ideas Absolutely. and help, help each other and share skills and that kind of thing. That's it, um, entrepreneurs, um, uh, uh, professionals in you know, the space, Absolutely. Yeah. young career seekers that want to understand the environment. Well, gentlemen, we have run out of time, and I thank oh, you very really? much for. Yeah, well, you know that's oh. what happens when you have fun. Is the time flies. An actual hour went by, and I'm not being funny. It's crazy, <laughs> but this was a lot of fun. I do appreciate you guys coming in. Uh, two last things. Firstly, um, if people want to um, find out more about the, the the kind of stories like my story, for example, firstly, that's how it. do they do that? And then, secondly. Um, just remind us again of that website so that people can get a hold of you guys. Website, career ID. That's uh, car- the word career with ID at the end, dot co dot za. On our social media platforms, we're under career ID SA. Facebook.com. And yeah. LinkedIn. Get in touch with us on LinkedIn, career ID INT. And the what I, what, um, What's the name of the campaign again? Uh, do hashtag do what you love. Do what you love, yeah. Absolutely. Hashtag do what you love. So that's how you can um, get a hold of uh, some of the many different stories, including my own, and just, you know, find out about people's experiences, which you say. A lot of us don't really talk about our experiences when it comes to our jobs. Absolutely. Um, thank you very much for joining me this afternoon. Thank you for having us. And, uh, and champion. <laughs> this was a lot of fun. And thank you for joining me. Uh, we'll be back again next week with Aspasia Karras for another edition of Between Two Femmes. This is cliffcentral.com. This is cliffcentral.com.